Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today is Debbie G of Spirituality Gone Wild. This is your daily dose of happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Now, there is one question that we have to answer today, and that is how much longer is it going to be Debbie G? <laughs> because it's just about everybody knows there's been some major news from the WG camp. Tell us there about has it. there has been some major there breaking news breaking, breaking news. news daily cup of happy I love a that. cup of happy a daily beautiful. cup of happy mm. yeah love that so. <laughs> <laughs> I have been, I have been single a long, long, long time. Y'all know that. Mm-hmm. But actually, and, and I, I really, I love this. Yes, I got engaged. All of you looking. Look at that. Okay. All right. So pretty. So I, I'm, I am super excited about this. And a lot of people saw me, you know, it's funny, Walt, a lot of people saw that I just changed my status to being in a relationship. Right. And I'm going to tell you all something right now. Number one, if you're newly out of a relationship, stay single. Two, if you're just going into a new relationship, don't post that on Facebook. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Jesus, man. Stop posting your stuff on Facebook. <laughs> See, I, I told him, I'm like, Here's the thing. I put him through. I, I think he literally went through like a triathlon in order to date me. Wow. Well, because like, um, no, I'm not going to call this a relationship at this point. No, I'm not going to sleep with you. No, I'm not going to kiss you. I mean, literally, I didn't even kiss him the first time for three weeks. Wow. Wow. And it's none of y'all business when I decided I was going to sleep with him either. (laughs) But I will promise you, I will promise you it was multiple months. Okay. I will promise you. I... Absolutely. When I, after being single for seven years, after really learning how to love myself, it was super important that whoever, whoever was going to come into my life was going to know how to, I was going to be able to teach them how to love me properly. Nice. I don't, I refuse to go into that whole, oh my God, type of thing when I first met him because I didn't want it to be that. I wanted it to be different. Listen, I had done relationships before that didn't work out. Obviously, I was single. So what I was determined to do was do this differently, no matter what that looked like. And for him, he was probably like, I can't even imagine. We're going to have him on so we can talk about this, I swear. Oh, good. He's in enti- then. That's good. That's fair. Yeah. yeah oh, totally. He's entire right now. But we he needs to come talk about this, what this was like, because... I didn't want to call it a thing. I didn't want to call it a relationship or a whatever or a whatever because I didn't I, – I was just like, no, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not going to go out there telling anybody anything, and here's why. you got to keep your stuff private to yourself. Work on your relationship because the minute that you open it up, you open up a can of worms for people to to have their opinions. And quite frankly, most of the opinions have been <laughs> But do you all hear what I'm throwing down? Don't yeah, sure. go to, don't share. Well, if you share, keep, with people, keep your private stuff private is what you're saying. Keep it private. Exactly. And 
make sure that this is make sure this is what you're wanting. Make sure that before that you start letting other people bring their vibration into your sacred your sacred container and your sacred space. Make sure that's what you want to do. Make sure that your bond and foundation with the person that you're with is so strong that it won't matter. I've only had a couple of, of negatives. Other than that, I've had hundreds of people, and I want to thank all of you right now. If you've been watching me and if you've been thanking me, I mean, celebrating me, not thanking me. Oh, you might thank me. You might thank you me for know. showing you how to be single, for frick's sake, man. Or for that matter, how to find that uh, special someone that you really find to be a special someone. Yeah. And what does that look like? Mm. It can look different now. It doesn't need to look it doesn't need to look like it used to. This is what I'm here to tell you all. The relationships, if they weren't working in the past and you find yourself in out of one right now, first off, stay out of one. Secondly, you tell you discover who you are. You can't really find that person. That's true. It's just, it's impossible, Walt. Now, you could get lucky and find somebody who's willing to work with you and grow with you. And that's really the ideal key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, but, if you, but, if you, but if you stay in that space where uh, you're not ready, you're going to attract somebody who is going to help reinforce that you're not ready. Totally. Well, I also yeah. want to talk about my chicken shit ass, too. I, I, I don't want to make you all think <laughs> I'm this. Oh, she's so rad. Look at her. She's so strong and independent. Oh, y'all just need to get now. So, Walt, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a truth now. Okay. okay. So, yes, all those things I said were true, but there was also a flip side. I was also afraid. I was afraid that I was afraid of being hurt again. I was afraid sure. of stepping into that space and trusting trusting someone else. And then mm-hmm. I realized, guess what? Guess what, Walt? Yes. You, you got to trust yourself. You yes, can't you trust other people. Well, put it this way. How can you trust somebody else if, unless, unless and until you're willing to trust yourself? You have to trust yourself. You have to trust have yourself. To yeah, totally. Oh, we could really, we could really get into what trust is too. But I want to tell you all that I was scared too. So a lot of my, a lot of my pushing back, Walt, was, was like, no. No, no. <laughs> but there was an underlying little girl going, he's going to hurt me. I already know he's going to oh. shred. I, I don't want to do it. I'm not yeah. going to. You're going to stay over here and I'm going to stay over here. No, we're not going to call it that thing because I'm not doing that thing. Don't you know I'm I am a resound single woman. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah. It, there is this truth to that, that element. And anyway, that's, that's where it's at right now. If y'all want some more stories, I can give you some stories. I also want to say a big shout out to Dr. Seth Booksy over in the mm-hmm. UK. I love you, Safi. I just love my Safi. And I see Anne Marie is here and I love that. I have to teach him how to love me how I want. That's it. You've got to teach people how to love you. When you say someone doesn't love you and they're not loving you the way, that's because you haven't taught them how to love you. You've got to let people know. But or, also or if teaching seems to be too much, just tell them. You know, it's not like you have to educate somebody. They're either going to listen or they're not not going to listen. And if they're not going to listen, you'll find out pretty quickly you want to be there anyway. But just tell them. 
That, that's all I really needed from Louise, and that's all she really needed from me. Just tell me what you're looking for. In fact, I, one of the best things I love about Louise is very, very early on when we met, and we've been together for, oh, God, like a month, something like that. If she wanted to hug, you know what she did? She threw her arms wide open. It was impossible for me not to know what she wanted. <laughs> it was just so clear. Now, she didn't have to teach me anything. She just threw her arms open. But it was so clear, and and I loved that about her. No games. No head games. Head games. It's always you and me, baby. It's like an old foreigner song for all you people that a bit are old like I am. Walt, are you old too? We're old people. I, I'm, 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 you know, young is what I am. I'm young. I'm young older. <laughs> I love how I love that. I, I love that, that she just went up and she hugs you. So yeah. that's another thing. I also want to say hello to Jose Esmerio, who I've known forever. Thank you, sweetheart. I love you, honey. And hi, Nicole. And my sweetheart's watching. Hey, 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 Joe. So. What? By the way, I, there's something else I got to ask you about. Do you yeah. remember? I would. I don't remember how back, how far back it was. I'm going to say three to four months ago. You and uh-huh. I finished a show. It was one of the shows that Neil couldn't make, so it was just you and me doing the show. And okay. after the show, we had one of our after show kind of conversations that happened. During that show, yeah. during that after show conversation. I was telling you about some of the stuff that uh, Louise and I do in our relationship and you know, why it worked for us and so forth. And you made a really interesting comment to me. You said, I want a Louise. Yeah. And I, and I remember saying without hesitating, I said, you can have one, just just intend it. And here we are a few months later and bam, you intended it. I wanted a Louise. So Joe, you're Louise. Just say it. <laughs> just, you're Louise. Let me tell you why. But Walt, tell them why. Well, I mean, there's like a bunch of things that I can think of to talk about, but mainly it's because Louise and I have had a great supportive relationship for over 20 years now. And we support each other no matter what. We support each other through thick and thin. And it it just, it's like a perfect partnership as far as I'm concerned. I love this. So you support each other. I just actually, I, I love this. And yes, I do remember that conversation. Do you? Okay. Yeah, I, I totally do. And I, and I remember feeling like that's what I want. I, I want somebody who shows up, who shows up. You know what? A lot of people don't want to show up anymore. They want to quit. They want to look at the divorce rate. It's like freaking astronomical. 52%, 52% of people are going, I don't like you anymore. Hmm. Actually, what I'm guessing is you don't like yourself. Well, yeah, there's that. Yeah. See, that's the thing. And I'm not talking about y'all and there's got to be an abuse, this happening, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Joe wants to. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I can't wait till we get Joe out here. This is going to be fun. <laughs> Not even. Did you just do that? Can I keep my man parts? Oh my God. Yes, honey. <laughs> he did follow that with an LOL. Let's just be clear about that. Just like, uh, yeah, he wants to know if he can keep his man parts. Um, For the time being, yeah, you're good. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you saying you're an emasculator? We don't want that. No, 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 none of that stuff. <gasps> just, it came out. It just comes out of me sometimes. Oh, okay. I don't even know what to say. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Holy oh, cow. Oh, you do remember my that God. conversation, though. That was a great conversation. I, I remember that one. 
I totally do. And I want to give a huge shout out to Mark McGee right now. One of my favorite freaking musicians on the planet here Ooh. is Mark. Is Mark. Oh, love planet. L-U-V. L-U-V. Planet. You guys, loveplanet.net. Okay. Go look it up. Oh, love, 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 love. And thank you very much for, for saying that. Okay. So, listen. If we don't show up, well... <laughs> Give and receive, give and receive. Let's talk about giving and receiving. So I wanted a Louise, right? Mm-hmm. So wouldn't it be safe to consider that I probably had to show up as a Louise? Oh, absolutely. It doesn't work if only one person's there. And by there, no. I mean, you know, committed to being in that sharing relationship. Yeah, yeah. And how long have you been, 20 years now? Uh, we were married 22 years ago. We've been together 23 plus Wow. I I, I'm just, I I just, I love that. And what do you think the key is the ultimate key right now to that success in that, in that relationship for you? Well, if I had to pick one key, I think I'd probably say that you don't have to work at a relationship. What you do have to do is make sure you got your, yourself in order. Because if you've got yourself in order, there's no work to be done. The reason that people say they have to work on the relationship is because they keep getting in the way of their own relationship and they blame it on the relationship. Hey, guys, oh. it's not the relationship. It's you. Hot damn. So, like, we're done. Yeah, we're done. To me, that's, like, that's the simplest part done. right there. It's just, um, you, you, you gotta be, let, let me, let me reiterate the, the story about how she, she and I met because this actually does play into that storyline. I had been, now we met when I was 41. We married when I was 42. She was uh, 44 and 45. Um, I had been single all my life. I had not had a relationship that had lasted more than a month. And that one was almost by accident. Before that, probably the longest one lasted about 10 days. So it was like one. Oh, wow. You were like a, you were just not hitting anything out of that park. It was a one failure after the other. And there were a number of reasons why that happened, but they all kind of coalesced into one big reason that I didn't recognize until long after the fact. But I ended up my my, I I think what happened is my inner being just kind of took over and gave me a push in the direction I needed to go into. Because what I didn't understand and what I didn't realize is that I was convincing myself every time I met a woman for the first time before I'd even had a chance to get to know her. I was convincing myself it couldn't work. Now, I I wasn't doing that consciously. I was doing it subconsciously. But because of that, of course, it couldn't work. It didn't matter how good of a match it was. It wasn't going to work every single time over and over and over again. Of course, you do that long enough and you're just going to feel absolutely defeated by life. You're going to feel like you're a total waste of space, total loser. So that went on for about 20 plus years. And then finally, I got really, really badly burned by the last non-relationship relationship that I was in. And I declared, I'm done. I quit. No more relationships. I, I just can't take this anymore. It's just too much. I just hmm. give up. On, I'll be a bachelor the rest of my life. I will. I, I quit. I can't do this. It hurts too much. And within a month after that, I got a call from a friend of mine. Now, I was very much involved in the local swing dance community at the time. And this was one of my friends from that community. She uh, is also a psychotherapist. Louise, of course, at the time was also a psychotherapist. They worked together. 
And she calls me up and says, hey, I have a friend who wants to meet you. Can I give you, give you uh, her phone number to call you? And I said, absolutely not. I am done with relationships. And, and she knew the person I was involved with before that. I said, you know what happened with her? I, I'm not going through this anymore. Well, fortunately, she was a psychotherapist, so she kind of calmed me down and talked me through it. I said, you know, you just got, you can't, you got to get back on the horse. You got to try it again. You know, keep going, keep going. I said, oh, all right. I'll give her a call, but I don't promise anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I called her up on the designated time and we had a two hour conversation. It was fun. It was nice. And I was absolutely not convinced. So, I, yeah, okay. This, this, we're just going to have another, this is other shoe territory. There's going to be the next, the other shoe that's going to drop at some point, you know, so that was just nice, but we'll just leave it at that and not worry about it. And a week later, I, and I did make a promise that I, I normally don't make promises about you know, calling you again, unless I really want to call you again. And uh -huh. I actually made, made the promise in that case, like, okay, I'll give you a call. And I said to myself afterward, why did you, why did you do that? You know, you don't want to get involved with anybody and, and you don't trust this at all. Why did you say that? But I did say it. So next week I did call again and we had another two hour conversation. And it went just as well as the first one. Now, this was actually making me nervous because I knew where that was leading, right? One more opportunity to get hurt. One more opportunity to be disappointed. So, okay, well, nice talking to you. And then leave it alone for a bit. A week later, all right, I guess I better give her another call. I can't think of a good reason not to, so I'll give her another call. So I called her up again, another two-hour conversation. And each one was really relaxed. It was very easy talking to her. And it was very easy talking for her talking to me. And uh, the, the line that she likes to relate is, he got my jokes. <laughs> so, yeah. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> so by that point, I said, oh, well, I guess I guess we should probably meet. That, that's probably the best way I can think of to end this quickly, because I, I don't want this to drag on to the point where it just gets really, really painful. So we'll just meet and, and it'll be done. So we arranged to meet in a local restaurant that neither one of us ever frequented. But it was halfway between each other, where we lived. We, were, we lived about three miles apart from each other. It was about halfway between. And so we arrived at the location and she decided that day that she was going to, in her mind, be very uh, quirky and cute by wearing this old beat up straw hat. And I saw her walk in with that and I said, oh, please don't let it be her. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. And it was. And so we sit down, but that was, that was the least of it. We sat down to talk. She was also getting over her own issues. And from that point through the rest of the conversation and the rest of our lunch, she didn't look me in the eye once. She was looking down at the table the entire time. And I thought to myself, well, this is definitely not going to work. I mean, what, <laughs> forget this. Now, add in the fact, you know, I, I'm a very tall man, right? Oh, yeah. And, and I hadn't actually told her what my height was. So, I mean, I told her I was tall and I was looking for somebody who was at least you know, somewhat in the range. I wasn't looking for somebody who was over six feet, but, you know, something close to that. And, and actually, one of the things that she had said that made me think, well, okay, she's worth uh, talking to. She says, well, I'm five foot six if I stand up straight. I thought that was cute. You know, so, all right. Yeah, it's a pretty big height difference, but, you know, I'm, I'm willing to look at it. But if she's not even willing to look at you, like, you know, this isn't going anywhere, right? Right, right. Oh, it must have been going in the toilet. It, yeah, it, it was going downhill real fast. Yeah. So okay. anyway, we parted company very amicably. I did not promise to get back in touch with her again. Uh -huh. And and when I, of course, didn't see I was going to call her, she said to herself, well, this is over. This isn't going anywhere. And I was saying the same thing. But interestingly enough, 
there was a party that night being put on by the woman who knew both of us, who had introduced us to each other because okay. she and me and one other person, we all had birthdays within two or three days of each other. And indeed, the day that we had met was two days before my birthday. So I went to the party that night and Debbie says to me, so her name was Debbie, by the way, Debbie says uh-huh. to me, so how'd it go? I said, oh God, you really want to know? <laughs> so I told her the story uh-huh. and she says, well, you're going to give it the, the three date rule, right? I said, the what? She says, the three-day rule. I said, what's the three-day rule? I've never heard of the three-day rule. She says, the three-day rule. That's where you give it three dates before you make a decision. Mm-hmm, I said, mm-hmm. oh, really? I have to? <laughs> I mean, I was still not feeling it at all. She says, just, you know, just give it three dates before you decide. I said, oh, all right. Well, long story short, we did have more than three dates. Um, by the third day, things were really feeling a whole lot better. By a month into it, we were together. There was one little period of time there for about three days where she freaked out at how easily it was going. So she actually pulled back for a few days and then we got back together and we've been together ever since. But it wasn't until years later that I finally realized that when I threw in the towel that that day that I made that decision, that's when I let go of whether or not someone else was going to like me before I even got into a relationship. Because I gave up on the relationship. So I actually did the right thing. I just didn't you know. did the right thing in the yeah. ways terms. Yeah. And you're, if you're law of attraction, if you think you need a relationship, you're not going to get one at all. So exactly. you totally killed it on that. Dude, that's, I love that. Isn't that great? I love this. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you want to hear, okay. You all want to hear a little, okay. You ready? You want to hear just a little funny? About my scared butt, about my scared butt. This is so hilarious. Okay. So the first time I meet Joe, we'd been talking for a couple weeks, maybe a week or two, Joe. I don't remember. I'll have to ask him. Anyway, so he comes down here to Huntington Beach to meet me and which was great. And I, we go into this place called Gallagher's, which is this local like hangout. And we're just, I'm just there and I see him walk in and I smile and I'm doing my, I'm a goofy dance. I don't care who's around. I'm going to be me. I'm just that. And so I do, 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 do. And I walk my happy ass on over and we start talking and then we went for a walk and then walked down to where the pier is. It was too cold. So you guys, we start walking back. Now I like him. I like him a lot. (laughs) Joe Joe is putting comments in the background here and they're they're priceless there by the way i gotta say hello to carrie from uh from thai boot camp hi carrie how you doing good good to see you hey carrie so check this out okay now that he's given up my 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 ending but i'm gonna tell you what no well it's kind of the ending but the ending it's not the ending it was the beginning but me going oh hell no (laughs) so Y'all see the booty shorts are up there. So what happened is we're, we're going by and we're walking and there's these, these clothing stores and, and gift shops and everything right there on Main Street. This one, there's these booty shorts right up there and it says Joe's wife. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) I don't put them out to him at all. Remember, and I'm like, Oh, hey, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Spirit, sh- shut up. 
Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm serious. Like, that's what was going on in my head. That is so funny. That is and, so funny. Yeah, I did not tell him about that, by the way, until a couple months ago. Oh, okay. A couple months ago. And that only came up because I didn't want to tell him about that. I didn't want to tell him that, you know, and it was just hilarious. I, I was just like, that's how, look, I went kicking and screaming. I want you all to know this. And this poor man. <laughs> he's just saying, he's, he's echoing this in the chat right now, folks. <laughs> I wish the podcast, this is one time I wish the podcast listeners could actually see the chat because this is priceless. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a shit. Oh my God. Yep. The universe knew. Yep. Well, she didn't tell me that till months later. No, I didn't. It, it, you know, Joe, come on on. I, I'll send you the link. Go ahead. No, I, but really, I didn't. And I just, I was so resolved in my singlehood. How did we even get on a date? Uh, uh, you guys wouldn't even believe this. So a couple years ago or a year ago or whenever, it happened. A friend of mine, Lizbeth, as a matter of fact, that's you who did this, said, Debbie, you need to go on to Facebook uh, uh, dating because I'm not on dating. Look, at I wasn't even the dating site type person here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not about it. <laughs> <laughs> Joe is just fracturing us right now. <laughs> You know, he's so meant to do this work and he's so meant to be on screen. I, I cannot wait till he does. Well, because he's getting there and he will be. So here I am on Facebook dating app thingy. And th- there's some cool people I met on there that like they were cool friends. Like, nice. but I the idea that I'm going to actually meet somebody on a dating site was about as stupid to me is any idea in the whole world. I'm like, that's <laughs> never going to happen. I am going to, no, 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 I'm going to meet so-and-so in some, some, some off the wall. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I wasn't even actively looking on this. I had, I was not paying attention. I not only, Walt, you gave up the idea of meeting somebody. I had totally oh, yeah. just, re- I resound myself to, I may wind up having 30 cats. 30 cats. Oh, yeah. I'm okay. not by the old cat lady. If Yeah. And, but I really wasn't looking to be the old cat lady. I, I really wanted a relationship. I really wanted love, but I just wasn't there. I wasn't feeling like I could trust myself in making mm-hmm. a decision. Yeah. So that was a big thing. So when he hit me up, it was like, I just instant, boom, go to my Facebook. I wanted to see his Facebook. Is, is this guy look like a creeper or a stalker? Or does he look mm-hmm. like he's going to kill kill me if I meet him? I mean, what mm-hmm. am I going to, let me go look. Because here's ladies, let me tell you something. So the first thing you do is you get a hold of their profile and you go research that little bugger like there's no tomorrow. You look at how he responds to people. You look at what he's saying. Joe doesn't even know all this. You research that like a freaking ninja. A ninja. And I did. I researched like a ninja. I'm like, okay. And I pretty had a pretty well overview that this guy looked pretty cool. He looked okay. It looked like he wasn't about to, he wasn't going to axe murder me anyway, which is good. He could have put me in a basement or something, but that didn't happen yet. <laughs> oh, jeez. 
<laughs> Do I have to say so, LOA? <laughs> yeah, no. Don't don't basin, honey. But God, I'm in California. There are no such things as basements. Uh, oh, I but, see. Okay. Yeah. So you know, it was one of those things. And then when I talked to him, I I liked this. I liked his voice. I liked his vibe. Mm. And that was simply it. It was just like, guy's got a cool vibe, you know? And just like Louise, what did she say to you that she, you got her jokes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was okay, her, well, that was her ongoing complaint that nobody seemed to get her, her, her sense of humor, but I got her sense of humor. I love that. Yeah. Be right back deleting Facebook. So then. <laughs> <laughs> this is Joe basically learning very quickly from the information he's picking up here today. <laughs> Wait now. So, <laughs> well, I love, so my mouth makes me money. I get paid to be me. And no, not in a funny way, in a good way. Always mm -hmm. in a good way. Mm -hmm. I like to talk. That's what I do for a living. I talk. I communicate. It's my favorite thing in the world to do. And what I love is Joe has got the patience of nothing. I can't even, his patience is so beautiful. There's not even anything that I can think of that could even. Nobody has his kind of patience with me. It's just listen to me. And he can reflect back. So he's actively listening to me. Mm -hmm. Sure. That, Good. the fact, the fact that I am being heard by somebody was the very thing that honestly stepped me into a space of wow. But when I first started talking to him in the most absolute off the wall, and that's why I knew, just knew, there was no way, no way. Can you imagine me walking up the street seeing Joe's wife and I'm like, yeah, universe, ha, huh? funny, funny, gee, gee, go what you got for a second. Uh, <laughs> no, and, and, but, it came down to when you are accepted by other people, just how you are, there's something really freaking magical about that. That couldn't happen unless I accepted myself the way that I was. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Period. Yeah. You have to accept and, yourself as you are. And you also have to be in a space where you can be appreciated. That, that, that sounds easy, but it's not all that easy, not necessarily, because if you're not in the right space, it's pretty hard to be appreciated. You're going to find all different kinds of ways to deflect it. That's right. That's right. As a matter of fact, Walt, I just on Facebook just now posted. I have it. Uh, I'm going to see if I can just grab it real quick and see if you guys see. I'll tell you guys. I love you, Walt. This is it right here. So there were two things. One is fall in love with somebody who sees the wars within you and not only chooses to stay, but stands by your side to help you fight them. Love is felt through acceptance, understanding, appreciation. And I asked people to put what else, what other words that they had, oh, how nice. that love, how is love seen? So I'd like to know from those of you that are in the ch actively in the chat right now, what other words come up for you? Right now, when you think about what love, what does love look like? Love in action. What does that look like for you? For those of you that are listening to the podcast, I want you to just write this down and then also go to the podcast and then comment in the section under this particular, uh, will obviously be under this one because it's the one you're listening to. So yeah, but 
post your comment. What does love look like? What I have gotten so far, Walt, is ta-ta-ta, patience. That was Joe. Mm-hmm. Tr- trust and loyalty and forgiveness. What else do we have out there? Well, what what do you have? Uh, as in terms of what love is, or in terms love of what- how the the actionable word of love meaning, like loveitude to me is love's attitude of gratitude. Okay. Loveitude, loveitude. I made up the word. It's my word. That's a good word. I like that. I, I love I mean, loveitude, lot- isn't it? It, it, yeah, it, it, it flows off the tongue, too, which is good. Um, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of ways you can go at something like this. For me, it's, it's love is where two people want to live the same life path. Because basically, two people get along best when they are growing relatively the same rate in relatively the same direction, spiritually and personally. If, if you're going off in different directions, it starts to fray at the edges after a while. Um, and it can actually get to the point where it tears apart. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It just, that's kind of what's happening. But, but, a, a, and, and maybe I'm kind of confusing the words love and relationship here. But to me, a healthy, loving relationship is one where, where the two people are growing relatively at the same rate, approximately. There, there are variations as you, as you go through life and relatively in the same direction. Basically, basically moving together along the same path or a similar path anyway. I, I totally agree with you. There, There's that. That was a major big deal. So another thing I did, everybody, if you're single out there and you're wanting to to manifest a person in your life is to get very clear on what you're wanting. I had a list of what I would call my ideal partner. I also have a list of I had a list of the things that I the un the things that you don't want, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not going to budge on these things. There's a third though. And that is, are you willing to show up as that yourself? That's a bigger, that's big. Oh yeah. So in relationship, are you on that same path? I love that. Donna says steadfastness. And I love that. Thank you, Suzanne, for saying congratulations. I love that. You guys mm-hmm. rock my world. So come on, let me see some more words. You all can do this. Come on. What does love feel like when you are in it? Okay, I'm going to say being heard. Yep. I'm going to say being heard. Being heard and hearing. Because there's two ways. Active listening. And and I, I this is where I think the Taya concept really comes in big, the appreciation piece. Bring because it on. Two, two people who truly do love each other really do appreciate each other, including those things that they would not normally have said that they appreciate. But they find a way to appreciate it because they understand the value of appreciation of appreciating even that part. Mm, yes, grateful beingness. Yeah, yeah appreciation. Pr- appreciation is like the energy of gratitude. You know, it's like the appreciation is the gratitude motion. When you guys really think about it, when you d- dive deep into that appreciation of somebody. It is a very much a Taya tool. If anybody's curious what Taya mm-hmm. is, it is Taya boot camp. Trust your abundance. Trust your abundance. David Strickle has a podcast and he has a page called The Stream of David, which you can come and find. And then you can also find us on Taya practice on the Taya practice group. And this weekend, Walt, do you know that there is a summit which is um going to oh. be four hours long? 
No, I didn't know. They're, they're doing another summit. That's great. They're doing a summit. So four hours of the stream. If you guys want to go, hit us. Uh-oh. A little bit of a freeze action there. Did we lose her? Hmm. I'm thinking maybe she's going to have to reconnect in a moment. So, all right, I'm going to, to uh, throw in a couple things here. First of all, I didn't know about that summit. That's very cool. If you haven't done one of the David Strick, oh, here she comes. She's re reconnected. There she is. We, we lost a bunch of that. But uh, tell us again about the summit. So the summit, yeah, uh, there's the, the, the stream summit. And I'm going to ga gather some more information real quick. Actually, you know what, Carrie, if you're still watching, can you go ahead and post about the stream summit right here in our Facebooky? Yeah, just and, put, put something into the chat there. We'll, we'll just relay it onto the screen here. Um, yeah, oh, but, my God, it's going to be so much fun. But, but what I was going to say, well, I, I wasn't sure if you were going to be able to unfreeze in time, but I was going to say the cool thing about these summits is it's an opportunity to hear David actually channeling the stream. And oh, yeah. you, you get some amazing stuff when he does those channeling sessions. And, and the thing, I, I'm still blown away. He does like most of the whole session streaming, doesn't he? I mean, most of it he, is him connected to the stream, which is, I mean, that's a lot of work for him. That's exhausting. Four hours. Yeah. Four hours of channeling. So yeah, it's it's an amazing experience. You'll need to. I've I've experienced David channeling in person a, a few times. It's you know it's remarkable. You you just have to kind of just go and see, go and try it. Really, what it comes down to is if what you're doing in your life isn't working, and if you are sitting there going, "I hate my life, my life sucks," then chances are it's probably time to do something about it. Because Unless you like continuing about it. that, if you like continuing oh, you could having like that, it. yeah, you know, it might sure. be okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. When you like, well, most people, if, you, if you're telling yourself you're really okay with it, you're lying. I'm just saying. <laughs> Oh, I mean, we spend our lives lying to ourselves. So then we lie to other people. Then you got this gigantic thing and it's all about. But if oh, I don't let go. my ego. Here we go. She, put, I don't... she put it into the chat. She's got a link there, a bit.ly link. So it's bit, it's bit dot L-Y forward slash stream summit three and three in the Roman numerals. So stream summit I-I-I basically. Oh, and today's they, the last day to purchase your ticket. Oh, my God. We're going to have to put that into the description here so that uh, when people listen to the podcast, they'll know to click on it to, if they want to sign up to get to, to uh, this weekend's summit. Oof. That's going to yeah. be super exciting. Yeah. Thank you, Carrie, so very much. I want you all to see this. And uh, Suzanne Randall, I just love you right now. Love is being comfortable with him or her not always agreeing with you. Holy cow. Losing the need to be right. I could want to squeeze and hug you. Walt, how do you work with the need to be right? So the need to be right, lose it. <laughs> Seriously, that's like so self-destructive. I can tell you from years and years of experience that there's nothing really helpful at all with it. And all it really does is just make you feel miserable all the days of your life. But if you still are finding that you're hanging on to it, probably the best thing to do is to work on your, on your self-esteem. Just build your self-esteem up. Because you do that high enough and long enough the, the desire to, to be right kind of goes away. You just kind of lose it after a while. And if you're still not getting rid of it at that point, then, then join Taya Bootcamp because that'll get rid of the rest of it, I guarantee. I, I, that actually will do it. But I got to tell you, it's the reason you, we all have, this is what I think. 
because this is my experience. Well, the reason I have such a hard time with I, I had such a hard time letting go of the need to be right is because I am right. <laughs> I love That's it. it. <laughs> but I mean, it's shit. So are you. And so is every single person right here. No matter what you're thinking right now, you are right. What uh, Losing the need to be right is about respecting the other person's ability to be right. And respecting the fact they've probably been on this planet for a minute. They really didn't need your help even getting here. They did that, you know. Well, there's also a flip side, too. The flip, the flip side that is to, to, to that idea is if you can uh, let go of, well, let's, no, let's put it this way. If you have this need to be right, what uh-huh. you're actually doing is you're undermining your belief in, in it being okay to make a mistake. You're, you're basically yeah, yeah. saying to yourself, I'm not allowed to, I have to be perfect all the time because that, uh, I'm right. I've got to be right all the time. So therefore I can't make a mistake. And, and my God, that's probably the best way to beat up yourself that exists in the history of mankind. I love it. As a matter of fact, Oh, please, the fifth. Shit. I love it. I, uh, you all love the fact somebody's on here messing with me, don't you? I love that. I love that too. Walt's just, it's, it's killing Walt here. You know, I, I, I love this. And I'm going to, I love that. In fact, you know, laughter, when you're in your laughter, you cannot be in your ego. When you're just cracking up. So <laughs> I had, and I'm going to challenge all of you to do this right now. Post this on your Facebook. I am right. And see what happens. You're going to get a whole ton. You're going to write about what? Right? Right about, and then you're going to get some that are going to be like, oh, they totally, yeah, you are right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's so interesting to really step into the power of knowing that regardless if you're wrong or not, you're right. Well, it reminds me of the Abraham Hicks line, right? The Abraham Hicks line, which says, which one? You can't you can't get it wrong and you'll never get it done. Well, if you can't, you can't get, get it, wrong, it wrong, then you're always right. <laughs> you can't screw shit up. Look, you can't mess it up. You're always right. You can't get it wrong. You cannot get it wrong. Um, I love it. Suzanne Randall, you're just on fire. Mistakes is how we roll an experienced life. But let's look Absolutely. at the word mistake. Let's let's pick that little puppy apart. Mm-hmm. Mistake is a mistake. Right. It's a mistake. Disease is a dis ease. Dis ease. Separate them. Okay. Emotion. Emotion. Energy. Energy motion. Bro, mm-hmm. well, just ah. That's <laughs> yes. So post it on your Facebook page. I am right, and just watch what happens. But also, you're getting yourself into the energy. Listen, you know how you you know how that you change your subconscious thinking, Walt. Uh, daily. Daily. Repetitive, repetitive behavior, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And here's what, and here's the trippy part about what happens: the neuroplasticity in our brain changes. The neuroplasticity in our brain changes, but you have to do it every day. You have to do it every day. You have to do it every day. Has anybody ever driven a car before? <laughs> yeah, one I, or two people. Okay. 
I've seen them out on the highway. That's how I know. Right. And yeah, I know. And I wonder sometimes, but that's not the point <laughs> that's here. That's another topic. But that's a whole other thing. Even they're right too. They're right to know how to not drive. <laughs> so, okay. I remember back in, guys, wow, you guys, it's got to been 10 years ago now. I was too sick to drive. Mm-hmm. I was too sick to drive. You guys, I, I was, oh man. Do y'all know how, like, I was in a place where I didn't think I was going to live. I certainly didn't think I'd be alive right now. I can promise you mm. that. I honestly did not. And um I didn't drive for months, maybe even a year. It might have been a year that I went without driving a car. I'll never forget when I got back in the car. Or, yeah, when I got back in the car, and it took me a minute to get acclimated with everything again feel that confidence even mm-hmm. and sure. i remember driving driving through the neighborhood and taking it kind of slow because i hadn't been doing it i remembered how to do it but it wasn't an active part of my brain and the minute that i started doing it again all the time then the neuroplasticity again kicks right back in our muscles have memory so what do you think's happening with our heart muscle with our brain muscles with all of our stuff you know it just works well, what you're way. describing is very similar to what happens if you drive a, a vehicle that you've never driven before for the first time. You're unfamiliar with it. So you've driven many oh, times, but, yeah. but this particular car is not one you've driven before. I had that experience just uh, at, about two weeks ago. We got, we, my, my wife actually manifested a Lexus. We've been trying to manifest one for years. We finally I freaking want one. They're gorgeous. Yeah. They're, they're fabulous. But anyway, um, in order to get the Lexus, there was a whole story we went through, including having to rent a car in a time when none of the, the car rental places had cars to rent. So we ended up renting this big ass pickup truck. And I was oh, the one who had to drive it because Louise was absolutely terrified of driving it. And, and I did. I drove it. I drove it just fine. But I mean, I was like on pins and needles all the time that we're on the highway. Because it feels like, first of all, you're about 25 feet in the air. Second of all, it feels like the wheelbase goes from one dotted line to the other dotted line. So we got no room for error. That's the way it feels when you're driving one of these things. Yeah. Now, if you're if you're used to it, do you think about that? Heck no. But you, if you've never no. driven like that, that anything that big, you've been driving a smaller vehicle. All of a sudden, it's an entirely new experience. And I've been driving for you know 50 years almost. I mean, you just forget. You forget what it's right. like until you drive a vehicle you've never driven before. Well, that's very similar to what you were experiencing. Yeah. And when you're when, when you're little and you laugh and when you're two and you're just laughing and you're talking and then you your body changes and you get bigger. You haven't driven it before, but you've got mm-hmm. all these but you've got all these mechanisms you've been told now, you've been taught now how to do it. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So when you when you when you hit 53 and you go I got to learn how to drive this big truck that Walt's been driving on this <laughs> thing. And like what I discovered was I, I'm all, I'm a new me and now I get to learn who that new me is and how to drive that sucker down the freeway. That's it. It's just as simple as that. Like, but yeah. the repetitive, the repetitive motion of gratitude, the repetitive motion of appreciation, the repetitive, the repetitive, the repetitive, <laughs> Y'all get what I'm saying now. Help me out. Get me some stuff in the chat. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Give me some stuff. Give us some stuff. What repetitive thing can you be doing to start seeing those changes manifest in your life every day? You're over there. I can't manifest anything or I'm manifesting it and it goes away. <laughs> well, let me throw something out here while we're waiting for that. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. 
I love that you're contrasting or comparing it in, in, in many ways, equating gratitude with appreciation. I want to point out what I love about the word appreciating. To appreciate yes. means to increase in value. So when something That's increases, good. when something increases in value, it has appreciated. So when we are appreciating something, we are increasing the value that we assign to whatever that thing is. We're saying that is now more valuable to me now than it was 10 minutes ago. If you ever wanted to understand how to appreciate, that's how you do it. You literally increase the value of it in your own eyes. And the way you increase wow. the value of it in your own eyes is by looking at it well, looking at it positively, looking at it fondly, looking at it as if it were actually a good thing. That's how people are able to take stuff that's really, really, really rotten that happened to them in their lives and appreciate it. That's how right. they do it. That's how we do it. We've done it because we've gone, you, you've been through boot camp. I'm almost through boot camp. That's what, one of the things you learn to do in boot camp. You learn to appreciate things, those transgressors. You learn to appreciate things that you never thought you could appreciate before. And boy, is that powerful. Because not only do you feel better about that thing, you feel better about everything. You feel better about everything just by doing that. It's astonishing. You guys, you just got the biggest nugget. Like if you want to do, if you want to do a daily action that's going to seriously shift your life, do that. Giving value to something. That's yeah. so key. It's built right into the word. It's right in front of us. You think yeah. you notice it by now, right? <laughs> I mean. Totally. I, and I love gratitude. Gratitude does shift everything, but appreciation is the engine. It's it the engine. The value in it. So what if you were appreciating yourselves? What does that look like if you were to step into the power of appreciating you just as you sit? That, that just, requires acceptance. Amazing. It does. It requires acceptance. You know, because a lot of people go, well, yeah, but I can't go from here to gratitude or here to appreciation. Okay, don't. Uh, say, I wish I could be appreciative over this crap that i don't like that i'm judging because that's what i know to do or start with forgiveness that's a nice or intermediate step start right? with forgiveness yeah but totally and even in forgiveness we 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 forgive mm -hmm. forgive think about yeah. it you guys what is it giving you forgive why are you forgiving something because it's giving you something yeah, that's the important thing to remember is that we we forgive to benefit ourselves as the forgiver. It's not about forgiving in order to benefit somebody else, although they might get a benefit out of it. They better get that was really good. We forgive to give ourselves the benefit of the forgiveness. That's the value of forgiving. Well, it's right blowing there. it up today. Are right, you guys? Can we just like get a whole like let's just forgiveness can often be an illusion. Mm. Interesting. Expand, point. expand. Well, let's expand on the idea that forgiveness is forgiveness an illusion. I'm curious about that uh, comment, Walt. I'm wondering if that means is well, forgiveness I, still judging the thing, uh, the, the, the thing that we think this supposed to be the thing and that somebody didn't do the thing that we thought they should do. So therefore, what is forgive? Oh, let's tackle it, it that. Could, it could be, but here's another way to look at the same idea because I think there's value in what he's saying there. 
Forgiveness mm -hmm. can be an illusion, especially early on in the forgiving process, because if you are trying to forgive someone or something for the first time, someone mm -hmm. or something who has been a real transgressor to you, somebody who's really just rubbed you the wrong way and you felt like they've treated you bad and all that kind of stuff, the first time that you forgive can, can seem pretty hollow. Like, you know you need to do it, and so you say the words, but you really don't believe it yet, but you know it's important to say it anyway. It's, it's the fake it till mm -hmm. you make it thing. So in that early stage, it does seem like an illusion. It doesn't seem like yeah. it's real yet. Now, if you, keep, if you stay true to it, if you keep going back to it, say, yes, no, I really do forgive, I really do forgive, then it starts to become real. It starts, the, the, the belief, the, 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 the belief that it's true starts to build up. And it doesn't take all that long in most cases, unless somebody was a really, really big transgressor against you. It doesn't take all that long. It, it takes a minute if yeah. it's been a whopper. I will tell you, because what's coming, as I'm sitting here, if there's anybody who's feeling right now, yeah, but you don't know. Yeah, but if you're doing a yabbit, I call it a yabbit. If you're doing a yabbit mm -hmm. and you're like, uh, yeah, but uh, you wouldn't understand because I went through this. Yeah, but you don't, you don't get it. Yeah, but yeah, I probably do actually, most likely. In fact, that's one of the reasons that the stuff that I've been through holds such a value because now I can share the value with you. What the good is value if we're not sharing the wealth of our life and our experiences? And like Walt said, when you appreciate it, you do. Okay, let's just. Now, here, mm. there's a good comment in here. I got to throw this one in. I'm going to throw okay, it on the screen. It says, well, that's not forgiveness. That's lying, Walt. I was referring to what I was talking about earlier, where very early on you're 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 trying to get yourself to forgive, but you're you're having trouble believing it. And you know what? That is one way to look at it. That is a, a way of understanding it. On the other hand, the very first time you're trying to manifest something you really don't believe that you can have, that's also lying. But so what? Yeah. So what? The point isn't whether or not it's lying. The point is what are you trying to convince yourself to believe in, and how are you going to get there? Sometimes I'm imagining, to, yeah. That, that's the fake it till you make it part. You, you fake it because you don't really feel it yet. But if you keep after it, you can start to feel it. And now mm -hmm. it stops being a lie. It starts to become true. So, yeah, maybe lie at first, but cut yourself a little slack. Okay, fine. <laughs> and, and I think that that's important, too, on the on the how truthful that we're being to ourselves, though, as well. Because there are some people, Walt, who have sat there, they haven't detuned their transgressors and they're sitting there in this story that they, that they're not worthy or deserving and that these things happened and that, that they've been trying to forgive this person, but that it's not happening. And it's still that because they're still lying to themselves that it's the other person's fault. The idea that forgiveness is necessary is the idea that you're still saying that it's somebody else's fault or you're looking at yourself and you're probably taking on someone's stuff that isn't even yours. Well, let's look at what Suzanne put up because I think she's kind of tying yeah, to what you're talking about. She says, if we can't accept our total selves, how can we can have, how can we have compassion for anyone else? You need to have compassion for others to be able to forgive. Yep. Yeah, it's all, all of it, all of it works in that same sphere. But here's what I'll tell you. The biggest idea here is the release, the let go and the release, the mm. let go and the release of the story that you're telling yourself. You see, because everything in forgiveness is still a story. Everything still that we're talking about is a story. How are we telling our story? 
think about it. How do you talk about your story? You heard stories today where Walt's sharing about how he met how he met uh, Louise and what they went through and that story that they're telling. There wasn't any victim in that. There wasn't anything in that. It was just simply sharing a story. I'm sharing a story today. What are you sharing in that story that requires the forgiveness? Look at the story. Who are you blaming? Look at the story. If Even if you're blaming yourself, take a check in with your story. Yeah, Does I'm that make you, sense? I'm glad you mentioned the word blame, too, because I think that's really oh, a, yeah. a lot of this conversation that, that kind of hangs people up. I think probably the best thing we can do in life is to say, you know what? I'm done with blame. Under any circumstance, I'm just done with it. Because the moment that we remove blame from our lives in all forms is the moment that our lives get a whole lot better. Mm. Mm. Right? Yes. 150% blame, shame, criticism, judgment, mm-hmm. uh, all, oh, validation, outside validation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when we shift it to the willingness to be curious about ourselves and about what's real for others and into accepting, appreciating, acknowledging, celebrating, Acknowledging and validation are two different things. Please, let's not get that confused. Yes. Okay. And understanding, active listening, hearing. These are all things that we went over today, which are also all acts of love. All the other ones are... Even though we love the ego, don't even get me wrong on that. I love my ego. My ego is a badass. She's she kept me safe all up until I she's kept me safe. So mm-hmm. don't be hating. Don't be hating on it either. Nope. Well, this has been crazy fun. Oh, my this God. This is good. Hey, we got to throw in a couple of promos before we go. First of all, there is the summit that's coming up this weekend. I'll make sure I put a, a, a link in the description for people who are listening to the podcast. Also, just another reminder, there is the um the Law of Attraction World Summit coming up at the end of this month. David's going to be there. I'm going to be there as well. Many other people here on the show are going to be part of that. I'll put in a link for that, too, because you have to get a ticket for that in advance. Um, and that one's actually a, a free ticket. You can get into that one for free, but you have to do it in advance. You can't wait to the day. So make sure you get that as well. Um, but do both of them. Do every one of these summits you can find. By the way, also a quick shout out to our friend Neil. He's doing that summit with the dentist today. Yeah. He's doing a good thing over there. So, yeah, no, all these summits are wonderful. Make sure you do everything. It's just so much fun. It, Please it's, do. It's, it's just, it's just summit more fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's summit more fun. You guys, anyway. thank you for hanging out with us. Well, well, first of all, I got to finish off by saying congratulations once again to you and Joe. That's just wonderful. Thank you. I'm really happy for all, for both of you. And I know everybody here is, is feeling the same way. We're very, very happy for you guys. So, you know, just, just keep being you. It's going to work out so great for you guys. Thank you. I'm excited. You should be. You should be. And and thank you also to live streamers for all your contributions. We appreciate you as well. Thank you to our podcast listeners everywhere. We will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody.